0: Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now.
1: Hi, Dan. So, we're starting off by talking about the difference between being manipulative, topping from the bottom, and just authentically expressing your desire. We have on a half a cup of coffee, so I'm not exactly
0: sure. I I think our our actual conversation was turning into a train wreck because I was getting ready to start (laughs) using my hands instead of my big girl words. (laughs) Yes.
1: So, um, we have a new slave in the house, and she's expressed her desire to... Uh, do this and do that, and wants mm-hmm. this, wants that. I mean, it's really coming as a flood, right? And uh, your question, I think, was: is this a is this a topping from the bottom, and, mm-hmm. or not? Right,
0: right. So, and then the word uh, manipulative was brought up, and it's kind of funny because I don't see it as manipulative, per se. You know, it's just an expression, but it does have that feel of topping from the bottom, and. Uh, When we were talking, you're right. Topping from
1: the bottom is usually manipulative, but I'm not... So I don't know what the hell this is. So the interesting thing is, (laughs) I expect somebody in my service to express their wants, needs, and desires. Right. And it is. It's a feel, right? Mm I mean, if you... Here's why I don't perceive it as topping from the bottom. Okay. If you want to spend some time with me on a Sunday night, Mm -hmm. and you say... Uh, hey, do you have any plans for Sunday night? I've got something to do, but I'd much rather come spend time with you. Right. That's fine. That's Mm -hmm. expressing your desire. If you say, uh, gee, I guess I'm just going to be sitting home alone on Sunday night with nothing to do. I wish there was somebody who cared about me who wanted to do something with me.
0: Yeah, that's kind of like emotional blackmail.
1: That would be talking from the bottom. That would be saying, you know, um, indirectly versus directly expressing your desire. With the um, uh, person requesting changes to FET Life. Right. They made very clear here's my desire. I'm presenting you with my desire to do with what you wish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see that as topping from the bottom. I see that as simply. Now, I see this as communicating. Now, a lot of people have a difficulty because they have these built in protocols or courtesies or, or they think that it's uh, discourteous to ask for what they want.
0: Yeah, see, and that's probably where I'm stumbling, because we haven't had a chance to teach her protocol yet. Right. So it's not being brought forth in a, sir, if you desire, this is what I've been thinking about, and if it pleases you, could we please change this, and here's what I've been thinking, but I will, you know, defer to how you (laughs) you know what i mean right so none of that's in there and and that's when it strikes me as topping from the bottom but not manipulative it's like so
1: so when i mentor somebody started yeah i'm sorry (laughs) so when i mentor somebody the first thing that i teach them in that kind of regarding that Mm -hmm. is you can have no assumptions whatsoever Right. You know, I have no assumptions of her previous training that she was taught to do anything. As a matter of fact, uh, I actually think that I might have the opposite problem where she was so poorly trained Mm -hmm. that she had to scream and shout for anything, any level of uh, uh, desires to be met or or interactions Mm -hmm. that I think I'm going to have to untrain her before I can even train her. Hmm. So, you know, for her to, you know, if she drops by at 6 a.m., and makes me a cheeseburger and then wakes me up and says here master cheeseburger right mm-hmm. um, my response isn't going to be to go what the fuck was she thinking you're you a know? vegetarian yes that's <laughs> and you're part still of it. sleeping I am still sleeping it was really the big <laughs> deal but to address okay here's what I don't, I don't here's what I want you to do in the morning mm-hmm. if you're going to come by in the morning and, and surprise me with breakfast here's the proper way to do it right and you get everyone, everything the first time's a freebie. Mm-hmm. Because the assumption is, because we have to be careful, especially people who have been around for a little while. Well, of course she knows that you have to call me, sir. And of course she knows that she can't stop by at 6 a.m. You know, I, I've i got none of that. Right. I have no clue what she perceives a master-slave relationship to be, even though she's read our book. Right. She's also been on Life where thousands of people have had different, thousands of different ideas. And if she said I stop by the house at six a.m. and give him a cheeseburger, one person's going to post that's insane, and other person's going to say, "Well, you're a true submissive," mm-hmm. and another person's going to say, "Well, unless you live with them, you're not, you know, really in a relationship at all." So, so why are you giving him a
0: cheeseburger? Right. <laughs> Hey, everyone,
1: good morning. I feel like a cheesy Tuxo post person. Hi, Dan. Hi, Don. Did we not do that? No, we <laughs> don't think we did. Oh, <laughs> jump right into to finishing our musings. So, so uh, today on episode 209 of, of the uh, Erotic Awakening show, we will be talking with a local old timer, <laughs> and uh, we're going to be talking about the kink of tickling. It, yeah, the kink of tickling. So that should
0: be a little interesting. And you know what, though? I'm really glad you asked some of the questions. Um, tickling's actually on my hard limit list. So, though, it, I don't think it's actually, like, written there because I forget to tell people
1: because I forget it's a kink. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, kinky tickling is on yeah. your hard limit list. right. Yeah. Right.
0: So, and it's it's so I'm glad you asked those questions because she knows that tickling is on my hard limit list and I was afraid she was going to feel like she had to defend her kink if I asked those questions or brought up scenarios. So, I'm and and the way you phrased it, she didn't she didn't feel like she had to do that. So that was good. But uh, you know, one of the things you brought up I'm only bringing it up now cuz I feel like I forget to bring stuff up right before the interview, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I figure I'll do it now so i don't forget. but one of the things you brought up is that some people don't like tickling because, as children, they were held down, and it's an out of control thing, and you know tickling was just one of those tools used as like uh, punishment from an elder sibling or you know that show of control from yeah. a parent, and you know I'll even watch my son like with his daughter go to tickle her. And, and it's like, oh, God, please stop when she says stop. Please stop when she says yeah. stop. You know? And he does. And it's like, whew, okay. Because all of us have had that old, older sibling or, or uh, I don't know, school ground thing or, or something. And for some of us, that leaves a really bad taste in our mouth. Mm-hmm. so But uh, she actually talked about that. So
1: I was impressed. And I didn't even know there was such a thing as kinky tickling. But apparently <laughs> it's a much bigger deal than we think it is. She um, gave us some uh, links that we'll put in the show notes, and, and we had a great conversation with her about that and the different tickling groups and all that kind of stuff. And she wrapped tentacles
0: into it. Uh, of we course. actually talked about that, too. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no. Everything on this show I gets may... wrapped into te- tentacles, I think. I may have to look at that now. Damn.
1: <laughs> but we'll get there uh, to the tickling um, interview in just a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, we are busy being licked on Facebook by... Sarah, Er, uh, Uh Kate, Joella, and Arlia? I think it's Aurelia. Ooh, I like that much better. Joel, Kate, Sarah, and Aurelia. That came out much better than my stumbling through that. (laughs) But thank you for licking us on Facebook. We can be found on Facebook as Erotic Awakening, one word. Mm -hmm. As the Facebook does not like the word erotic in their groups. So, well, we also got something from Melted Honey. <laughs> yes, they did. I like
0: that What did we name? get from, we got something from Melted Honey? No, but um, she, was, she just wrote, oh, I'm assuming it's a she. I always assume that. Found that they liked our book, Living
1: MS. Uh, we were at uh, the Monkey Puzzle Club, which is one of the local educational groups, yesterday. And uh, a couple came up, and you'd already signed their book, and they bought mm-hmm. the book, Living MS, and they wanted me to sign it, and that's fantastic. And they said... So last week we were there and we did the naughty talking yes. class. And that was the first class they'd ever been <laughs> to. And they said, um, hey, uh, one of them came up to me after the class and said, this is the best class I've ever seen. Now other, all other classes I will have to compare to this. Right. And uh, I thought, felt pretty good about that. And um, then yesterday they came up to the book and they said, this is a fantastic book. You know, this is setting the standard for other books. Uh-huh. Other lifestyle books, I should say. (laughs) And I felt pretty good about that, but now I'm like, holy shit, what do I do for a hat trick? I don't know. Maybe another book? Uh, Maybe Uh even. Maybe if they see a scene in public, I'll notice them watching me. Oh, my God, I have to make sure this is the best scene they've ever seen in public. Because otherwise, they're going to come up to me and say, that was cute. and they be like, oh, fuck.
0: (laughs) Oh, the standards were held, too.
1: Yes. Um, I will say that the... um, uh, we've speaking of scening. We've been talking uh-huh. lately about how I like to put in. I've been using uh, a variety of types of headphones so that you and I can listen to our own yes. soundtrack as we right. play. If you haven't played in a public dungeon before, uh, not only is there you know other people there obviously, and sometimes lots of other people, but there's also uh, music in the dungeon and what some people consider appropriate dungeon music. That's the way. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't <laughs> consider. <laughs> The kind of music I want for the dungeon. <laughs> um, oh,
0: it's it's only sad because it's true. Yes. <laughs> we've come across
1: that. <laughs> so, uh, Slave Kathy had mentioned had seen that and she'd mentioned she's playing with some Wi Fi headphones and gonna let me know how they work. Mm-hmm. So, indeed.
0: Now, we've also got a Fet Life comment from Sumia from Argentina, loves the podcast. And I love this one Sergeant Thrill. <laughs> from England loves the book so I just like reading those comments people will come up to us and go oh you mentioned me on the podcast I love shout outs I got some favorite <laughs> podcasts myself and when they say Dawn from
1: Columbus it's like Woot! <laughs> I have to admit I do like the fact that we're getting you know we get we're getting likes uh and commentary from uh Argentina from England uh Canada India, mm-hmm. uh, every, every once in a while, and, and we've had this situation where um, I, I can't recall what country it was, but it was something I where I had to actually with a T. had to bust out Google Maps, Maps. and say,
0: "Whoa, <laughs> we're making that hell? shit up there in country."
1: It. Oh, oh well, fuck, there is a country. There.
0: <laughs> Do we have a question of the day? Um, oh my gosh, no, we don't. But I think we covered a uh, um, topping from the topping from <laughs> the yes. bottom. So now we've also got chip. Chip's been writing us a, a little bit lately. and He's uh, flirting with you. <laughs> he sent us a link to a podcast that was all about tentacle
1: sex. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tentacle yeah. stories. And
0: haven't we interviewed that Yes, podcast the, the podcast
1: before? is uh, Nobilis Eroticus. Eroticus, perhaps, sure. Yeah. And uh, the idea of, he, he's a, a, a fiction writer. So he mm-hmm. writes a lot of erotica, and he pretty much just reads it on the podcast. Or somebody else will read it. Or, is, or he'll read somebody else's work. Right. We interviewed him quite a while back, so I, I, <laughs> that was the format of the show. <laughs> uh, but apparently he's doing a whole theme of... So if you also share Dawn's enjoyment of the tentacles, um, you will enjoy the Nobilis Reads podcast right now. It's apparently they're doing the um, tentacles thing.
0: I may have to do that for my walk today. Listen to tentacle stories. I do want to mention <laughs> that
1: uh, we do have a... Um. so you you, uh we do indeed have a question of the day and that being what is the difference between the punishment and the punishment and uh what that means is so a lot of people will say on the hey um i understand in a power exchange relationship that the master mistress is the person leading the relationship says you know if you're uh Bad. I'm going to punish you, Right. or on the other aspect, a submissive or a slave might say, "Oh, I'm going to go tie his shoelaces together so I can get in some good punishment." Um, the challenge there being understanding the difference between. Uh, so people come up with this term "punishment," where you you're being uh, what pe- think people are thinking of as. Punishment, but it's really about play. Right, help so. me, help, help um, here, well, This it was is horrible. Actually, it was actually brought
0: up in the role play, uh, Monkey Puzzle Club last night. The topic was role play in your relationship, and someone brought up, um, I don't know why people call it punishment. Because we all know that the slaves or submissives want to be punished because it's fun for them. So it's like, ooh, 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 if you do this, you're going to be punished. And the slave slave goes out and does it so they can be punished. And uh, I, I kept my hand down. For that one, because it was a role play class. And, you know, people know how I feel about this. Usually, you know, they know I'm the, the resident power exchange person <laughs> that can usually have a, a different difference of opinion. And for me, it's like um, punishment in a, in a power exchange relationship. Slave does not want punishment in a power exchange because slave is about um, making master's life easier, Having to be punished does not make master's life easier. It's something else that he has to do. And, you know, when you punish me, it breaks my heart that I've done something wrong. So that is not fun. That is not wanted. That is not desired. I, you know, as a matter of fact, the way we have punishment defined, if that has to happen too much, something's wrong with the relationship, whereas punishment Absolutely, You know, if you tie my shoes together, I may have to spank you. <laughs> you know, something like that. So and then that turns into a play scenario and, and a little role play and, you know, things like that. So that would be the punishment. So,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. The, the idea that when I punish you, it's just not uh, pleasant. And the, you know, people saying, well, you can't punish me with canes because I love being caned. Well, try being caned without any warm up and with the intent of a disappointed mm-hmm. top Big master, difference. whatever. Big difference. Yeah, and and really, um, it's funny. I was talking to somebody the other day, and this is somebody who comes from a very vanilla background, but wanted to know more about power exchange relationships. Um, and I was explaining to them when I punish my slave, you know, we just don't use physical punishment a whole lot anymore. I might use physical punishment for a quick, small correction sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But if I really want to punish you at this point, it really, it's a matter of putting you on your knees and telling you the problem and telling you how you've disappointed me. And it's not an uh, emotional blackmail thing or manipulative thing. It's a statement of fact. Here's a statement of fact. You know, I've trained you for this long to do this, and now you're doing this. Or a statement of fact. When you do this kind of thing, you make me look like a complete idiot on, online.
0: Mm-hmm. Or... Um, I'm glad you're not looking at me when you say that, because we even
1: have a hard time
0: with that in workshops, where you bring that up as an example. And, and I'm just, I'm, uh, yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, it's just not a problem for... Um, uh, we don't I, get the too confused. No. I feel like if you're in an actual power exchange versus a top-bottom relationship, you don't get the two confused as much. Um, and I think that most people in long-term power exchange relationships find that... The punishment doesn't, there's not a lot of need for punishment Mm -hmm. or correction anymore. And and I know at least a few people uh, who say, well, master never punishes me. He would rather enhance me than punish me. Right. Um, And that's fine. If you can stick to a high level of standards and punishment never comes up in your relationship, fine. I wouldn't be concerned if punishment was not allowed in a power exchange relationship simply because um it's a tool. It's a tool yeah, yeah, it's a it's a tool why Why not use the tools that come with that style of relationship? Mm-hmm. So that's punishment versus punishment. Yay, a question of the day. We have two sponsors. We do uh I will mention our new sponsor um recently we acquired via traveling around and stuff mm-hmm. um, I'm just trying to think of a good way to whip that in there and it's not coming <laughs> Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Manor Gear Manor Gear is owned by a lifestyle couple with over 20 years experience and sells handcrafted leather goods they specialize in custom made items and repair and restoration of your leather goods slave tested and master approved find out more at www.manorgear.com <laughs> They're paying for that scratchy throat (laughs) promo.
0: And Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. You know, we usually start out the podcast with, guess what I'm doing, packing again. (laughs) So because their event this weekend is COPE. So Central Ohio Perversion Excursion, expanding knowledge and adventure this weekend, September 14th and 15th. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Fantastic. Fantastic.
1: I didn't see there's a page two. Holy cow. There is. Well, you have (coughs) what someone wrote on here to us as Uh, one of the notes. Yep. We'll hold off on that for a moment. Um, (laughs) Here's one of the more interesting. So, apparently, in the UK, they don't fuck around. Okay. (coughs) Because we got this comment that goes, and this is from uh, London, city of... And this is actually from Sergeant Thrill, who we mentioned earlier, but here's the actual comment. I just love the comment. Greetings from London, Dan and Dawn. There's a lot of shit out there. Your book, Living MS, rocked my world. Thank you. I've read a shitload of books over the years (laughs) in the scene, and I've had so many aha moments, so well-written ones, too. I would be honored to make your acquaintance. Um, Thank you. Well, thank you, Sergeant Thrill. Um, I appreciate you reading a shitload of books And that ours was not shit Because when you first start to read the sentence There's a lot of shit out there Your book living a mess (laughs) So I was a little worried there I'm glad it rocked your world So uh, we have this tickling interview That we're going to bring up next And then after the interview I have a really kind of a lengthy comment From uh, his little squishy And I'm just going to read the whole thing In in entirety Or Actually you're going to read the whole thing in entirety uh, so, but we'll save that till after the uh, tickling interview, mm-hmm. because I don't want Bella to come over here and tickle me.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, Don, one of the advantages of having the old Erotic Awakening podcast is that when there's fetishes that we don't know anything about. We can find people that do know about them. And it's been brought to our attention. We know nothing about tickling as a fetish.
0: We know nothing about tickling. But we do, um, we have been around the community for a while, which uh, luckily means that if we don't know about something, we can
1: usually find a resource. Now, and when you say been around the community for a while, our guest today is one of those people that have been around in the community for a while. Back going old school, <laughs> bringing in Bella Risa, our local tickling. Fanatic, fetishist. How do, you deter, how do you describe yourself, Bella? <laughs>
2: Enthusiast.
1: Enthusiast. Enthusiast. Oh, word. I like
0: that. I like that. So, um, yeah, we're talking
2: old school. We're talking
0: well, twelve years ago. I think in the community. Yeah, yeah oh, uh, this one um, that you've known us.
2: I got into the community in ninety eight. I met some people randomly at a little club called Outland, Mm -hmm. and it grew from there, my interest in the community and meeting people, and I ended up being on the board for Moral and Mm -hmm. Mid-Ohio Rose and Leather, one of the local groups in Columbus. And things of that nature. And also, in 99, I discovered the online tickling community, and I was invited to one of the first gatherings of NEST, Northeast Society of Tickle Files.
1: So, wow. one of these days, we're going to do a, um, uh, well, I don't know what they call us old and gray Kingsters <laughs> podcast. I won't be
2: 40 until November. I'm only kind of gray.
1: Oh, kind of gray, okay. The kind of gray podcast, but today we're going to focus on the aspect of the tickling. You were just talking about a nest, which you're saying is the North East, North th-
2: East Society of Tickle Files. Yes. Tickle files. Ah, yes. I haven't heard. Is that a real word? Tickle no. files. It is. If now we say it is. <laughs> okay. Um, it has been. <laughs> I like um, it. We use different uh, words to describe ourselves. tickling enthusiast. Tickle file. Um, lures and lees. A tickly is a bottom. That's a, a tickly is a bottom. Man, yeah. That's a lee for short. A tickler is a lure for short. Oh. So, oh. lures and lees. okay. Lures so, and lees. Okay, yeah. I get now, it. Let me
1: make sure I understand correctly what we're talking about. You're ta- we're talking about tickling as a fetish. Tickling yes. as an erotic thing?
2: Yes, it can be. Usually it is, but not always. Okay. So, in fact, it- I won't even take I'll take back usually because it can be, but it doesn't have to be.
1: And we're talking about tickling as in
2: tickling. As like a yes. scene, as like. That's what's being negotiated. As a scene, that's what's being negotiated, just like spanking, flogging, what have you. Yep. Okay. How, how did you find out that, that
1: tickling was a fetish for you? It is a little bit of an unusual one, I think. When I was
2: three or four and I saw tickling in a cartoon and couldn't take my eyes off of it. And mm-hmm. suddenly I was embarrassed to have anybody else in the room if that was on TV while I was watching. Okay. And i get hot and didn't know why and sweaty and just duh, didn't want anybody near me <laughs> if that was on TV for any reason. You find yourself doing bizarre things like looking up the word in the school dictionary over and over again, if no one's around. And as you get older, you start going through puberty and you realize that all the other girls are watching these hot scenes in movies and on TV shows and such. And you don't care as much unless there's sickling involved.
0: Wow. So, I Did haven't you? heard it described like that no, before. No, I haven't either. I've heard people, you know, mention like different fetishes started when they were younger and things like that, but never described that visually.
2: Oh, yeah. So, and for the record, um, spanking people can be very, very similar. We have a lot in common. Okay. okay. How oh, so? Um, as far as looking up the word in the dictionary, being <laughs> fascinated by <laughs> cartoons and spanking, pop-up sure. cartoons and things like that. Um, It's funny. Um, I have a lot of friends in the spanking community. I'm 50-50 both tickling and spanking. Mm -hmm. Um, My my dom is a spanker. We met him. I met him from the spanking community, and he took my fetish and ran with it. (laughs) But um, one of the things that we have in common is when we were very small, we saw cartoons with our particular interest, for me, interests, and we just didn't want anybody else around us. We were fascinated by it, couldn't take our eyes off of it fascinated with the word and any words having to do with it the thesaurus was a lot of fun too mm-hmm. let's find out all the words that have to do with this other ways of saying it things of that nature
1: yeah Ooh. now earlier we, we had mentioned or you had mentioned that you became involved in uh, moral at some point which is the one of our local bdsm groups yep, yep. did you find the bdsm group first and then bring tickling into that or were you already a tickly, tickler, tickly? Are you a tickly or a tickler? I'm a switch. You're a switch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're a tickling switch. So did you find <laughs> the BDSM community first, or did you find a, the tickling as a fetish first?
2: That's a good question. You mean in real life or online? Because That's almost two different things. Um, I discovered the internet in the fall of 1997 when a friend of mine who was still in college took me up to the computer lab. Um, in our town, at at University of Vermont, actually that's where I was, and said, this is the internet, go explore, and she left me alone. And the first thing I did when she left the room was start looking that up and finding out that there were, this is back in the day, but there were several different websites dedicated to Tickling. Wow. Uh, Tucano's Island, anyone that knows that, that community is listening, they'll know Tucano's Island and Tickling Palace and Hotel Tickle and a few others that... Just, I was up there the first night I discovered the net. I was up there for six hours. Hmm.
0: I swear, (laughs) totally off topic, but I swear that's why most of us got into BDSM in 97, 98, 99. Oh, God, yes. Because the internet became so available. Our
2: generation, (laughs) us us generation Xers, Lord help the world if we'd had the net in like 87. (laughs) Exactly. When we were teenagers and running around loose. And if we had the net then to communicate and hook up and go, God. So, so you were looking we up now.
0: tickling. I was looking
2: up bondage and power mm. exchange. And-, <laughs> and see, that's the thing. That's the thing with Mike mm-hmm. with that kink. Um, all of that came out of that for me, right? Um, because my first and primary kinks were tickling and spanking. And mm-hmm. if you look those up online, even back then, you're immediately going to find stories and websites right. and. Communities online, um, the, the news groups back then. Oh, yeah.
0: Usenet. Uh, Usenet. Oh, God. Right. Or IRC. <laughs> yes. I never or, got on IRC
2: oh. or ICQ. I heard about them. I never got on them. But yeah. oh, God, the Usenet groups. Oh, yeah. I was writing stories and reading stories and meeting people, not offline, but online at the time.
1: A lot back when I had this thing called web
2: TV. Oh, remember that? I am. But anyway,
1: and this comes back to our my earlier comment about old and kinky old school, yeah. Yes. Um, Now, I am. I will be the first person to admit I'm having trouble wrapping my head around this, so I'm going to come back to it, make sure I get it. We're talking about tickling as an erotic fetish. Yes. So, do you? I mean, the reason that I guess I'm getting stuck on this is I can say, okay, if I picture myself. Uh, Spanking someone, yeah, that gets me hard, and I could jerk off to that. Uh, Is it okay if I say that? Yes. Okay. Good. It's too late
2: now, and it wasn't. Um,
1: (laughs) Flogging. I don't necessarily picture myself having a a self-pleasuring session, but I can see where it's erotic, right? Tickling doesn't do that for me in my head. Doesn't mean good, bad, right, wrong, but does it? It does it for you, and and people of these websites you talk about, it does it for them.
2: Oh
0: yeah. So, and I know for me, actually, if it, it's actually kind of weird. If I'm in a scene and I'm ticklish, that means I'm not feeling erotic. Mm-hmm. I understand if that. I'm feeling erotic and someone strokes my sides that are usually ticklish in a non scene, right. it's very hot and primal and, and things like that. So mm-hmm. mine are actually kind of split. Right. If you're seen in with me and I giggle because it tickled then I'm not in the right headspace I've so a lot have, of
2: people who don't have my interest I've heard a lot of them say that yeah so that. so
0: I'm, I do get kind of curious how that turns into an erotic thing
2: um well for a lot of people who don't have that particular cake uh-huh. um it's a very jarring sensation for some for such a light touch and it can knock you right out of headspace mm-hmm. I totally get that it can do that for me if I'm not expecting it, and that's my interest. Um, <laughs> if that's not if that's not what I was expecting, or if it just doesn't go with that scene, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you can't. I've had to teach people, including let's say my dom, you can't jump from an intense, hard spanking scene or paddling or what have you. You can't jump right into that. You can't right. jump right into tickling. It did they go together, but you have to kind of segue. You can't just do that to somebody. Um, well so, some people you can but most of us you can't it, okay. they're, they're, they go together but they're a little bit too night and day if mm-hmm. one's on if you're on the intense the intense side of one you can't just jump to the other okay or at least we'd rather you didn't it depends kind on of, <laughs> what kind of scene you're going for going right. for that then by all means keep them all, keep them all kilter mm-hmm. um, you can do that with the bottom and have a lot of fun so depends on what you're trying to do you can well. also for instance have someone beg for tickling to get the spanking to stop Okay. and the other way around, you okay. can do that for yeah. hours. So Until now, on their own
0: name. I'm picturing a tickling scene. I would assume there's bondage involved, or is there not always bondage if you don't involved? Want to get
1: hurt, there should be. <laughs> if you don't want to get hurt. No, that's funny because I would have assumed that there's not bondage involved. So let me let's <laughs> not let's not make assumptions. If we were going to do a tickling scene and you were going to top, tell me the term again. Tickle. Uh, uh, if I was going to be the lur. Lur. So, I would be the Lee. The Lee, yes. Okay. So, how would this, how, what would a scene look like? Okay,
2: you're, you're taller and stronger than me, so I would tighten up. <laughs> um, well, first we negotiate, of course, like any other scene. Um, I would ask you questions about what you do and do not like. Um, what since puts you off kilter and what doesn't? Well, now let um, me, let's stop right do there. Do you uh, like blindfold? Well, yeah. well, do you not? Do you like, okay.
1: If you were to ask me what I, you know, it's a tickling scene. What kind of answers would people give? I mean, obviously they're going to say, oh, I want to be tickled. But is there like areas of the body? Yeah,
2: but say it again?
1: Is there areas of the body (laughs) that people like, oh, tickle my feet, but not my... Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. People people may very well say, "Um, I don't like being touched in these places. I don't want this to be a particularly sexual scene. You know, these parts are fine. Um, My breasts are only for my gum. Okay. Things like that. Um, You can work on my feet, but please don't do this because it actually hurts me. Um, I don't like these implements, you know, you can use your fingers on my feet, I'd rather you didn't use a hairbrush, Uh, for instance, for different reasons, because a a hairbrush can be kind of deadly on the feet, so, um, things like that, Uh, different uh, bondage positions that you may or may not be comfortable in, you know, do you have have triggers, negative triggers, do you not like a blindfold, do you not like a hood, do you not like earplugs, things like that, do you not like having your mouth covered? or medical stuff maybe because it involves breathing mm-hmm. so if yes. they have
0: asthma and they're they're trying to suck absolutely. in air because of the, the tickling where's really? your breather
2: absolutely you know do you uh, of course do you have a safe word if you're going mm-hmm. to be gagged which a lot of a lot of us likes a lot of there's a big that's a whole nother conversation there's a lot of debate <laughs> in the tickling community as to whether or not gags are cool um i like them some people don't and i understand why. Um, but for instance, if we're going to do a gag, what are we going to do for a nonverbal safe work? You know, usually right. I'll give you something to hold in your hand, and if you drop that, everything stops. Things like that.
1: Now, earlier, matter of fact, three minutes ago, I said I couldn't imagine this being turn, turning me on, but now we're talking about gags and bondage, <laughs> and that's actually working for me. Uh, except for I put myself as the bottom in this scene, which doesn't work as well, but we'll give it a try. Yeah,
2: which surprised me. I'm surprised you didn't immediately see yourself as alert.
1: I don't see myself as anything. I don't have a clue yet. (laughs) Um, So we've negotiated. We decided we're going to do a gag or we're not. We're going to do bondage or we're not. And some people choose and some people don't, right? Right. Is it then that the the tickling part, um, the thing that always bothers me about being tickled when my big brothers used to jump on me and tickle me was the loss of control. I was
2: waiting for that. Mm. Is
1: that good or bad? The loss of control. Do people? Well, as a
2: submissive, um, when, when I'm doing, you know, when I'm the lead, when I'm the bottom, as a submissive, I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm putting my, I'm giving my control to someone else. I'm getting lost in that sense of helplessness. I enjoy that. Um, is it good for everyone? Not necessarily. That's frankly, I guess that's why you have tops and your bottoms. There are a lot of tops that um, you can't call the switches because they do not like that loss of control. But that's within kink. Mm -hmm. That's going to be whether it's just even just straight up bondage for bondage' sake. There's people who don't like that sense of helplessness. Sure, there's a lot of us that enjoy getting lost in it. That's a whole lovely kind of headspace. Yeah. So
0: that's okay. These are one of these things I have to think about a lot because it's like I don't know why I think about it. I'm that sort of processor, but you know, it's like when we play with the zapper on my sides. Love it, biting on my sides. Love it. It's very Pinching. similar. And someone will say, "Well, does it tickle? Does it? Does it hurt?" And I'm like, "You know what? I really don't know. It's intense. Mm-hmm. It 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 hurts. Yes. It tickles. Yes. It it it. But it's not a tickling scene. No. So But I think I can kind
2: of. But again, I've got, like, get I've got electricity play and such, and it's very similar. Right. Okay. I'll say that. So.
1: Huh. Do, do you have trouble finding? People that are involved in tickling, we nope. found people, we had trouble <laughs> finding people to do this interview.
2: Oh, see, I'll bet you did. Um, online, there's no trouble. Getting people to actually come out and mm. do things can be very difficult. I'll give you an example. The lion's share of the people who come to my party, I have a party called Bella Bash every year. Um, it was a spanking party about 10 years ago and it slowly changed into some spankers and mostly. Uh, Lurs and Lees, and most of my friends. I can I can get fifty people at this thing, and out of fifty, I'd say maybe five of them are from Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> um, we know from online there's plenty of us here, but people are terrified to come out. Yeah. Um, it's a, and I'm very outgoing. I'm an extrovert and a half, but there are a lot of people who have a tickling interest mm-hmm. who are extremely private about it. I mean, I myself, this is the most I've said the word, tickle, tickling, whatever, <laughs> in one evening. Most of times I've said it. You're gonna think this is funny, but this is the most times I've said the word out loud ever. <laughs> Even though I have a video company, I've edited magazines and such for this kink. I'm a moderator on the biggest forum for it in the world, and we will do anything to avoid the word. It's we huh. call it the word, and we won't say it. I'm saying huh. it for you guys. I won't say it. Is it a well,
1: protocol or no, an insulting it's just, thing? It's just no, it's a, just no. no, nothing
2: to do with that. It's just us talking to each other. We'll find other ways to say it, and we know that we're doing that, and we think it's ridiculous, but still, it's such a deeply private thing for us. Okay, we just don't like saying a word. Um, we'll say anything else. You, how many times since I got here, did you hear me say my kink when I first got here? Right, I had mm-hmm. to warm up to being able to say that word sure. out loud, and well, I have yeah. a company, and even Lurner and
0: Lee <sighs> kind of takes it. Takes it out. Yeah. Neat. Wow. Huh. Huh.
2: And I'm also a spankophile and I can say that every day, all day. I've never had a problem Spank with it. Spanking, 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 Yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that word all every day, all day. I have a hard time saying the other
1: word. Anyway. The no, if I remember word. correctly, and you and I have been at the same play party on occasion back sure. in the day, I can't say, and I may be wrong, I'm, I'm old and my memory is very poor, but I can't say I've ever seen you in a tickling scene. And I can't say I've ever seen anyone else in a tickling scene.
0: Really? Not at OLF? Not at... I've... Mm -hmm. No. I've seen, like, tickling take place, but it seems to be like a minute piece of a larger scene.
1: Now, that's not to say that you don't do a lot of scenes, but how do you feel the BDSM community... Does it not mix that well? Huh. Don? and I have been to a few events and I can't yeah. say I've seen well, many you know, tickling Even scenes. the
0: Sexploratorium or whatever it was they called it up in Chicago, it wasn't the Sexploratorium, it was the Bottoms Buffet that mm-hmm. they did up in Chicago. One of the stations was tickling and he got no takers.
2: Uh-huh. People are terrified of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, oh honey, I've had six foot four, 300 pound boys. Who can take any kind of flogging beating branding find out what i do and flee and i am 4'11. <laughs> <laughs> they want nothing to do oh gosh a lot of people are just scared to death and yeah. they remember having older brothers and sisters or parents everybody had a creepy uncle who would not stop when you were a kid right, right. that's one of the biggest problems that we have it's a very misunderstood kink because everybody has memories of loss of control and being overwhelmed by it when they were kids, and extremely Mm -hmm. negative memories. A lot of people do. Mm -hmm. They find out what we do, and they just want to crawl out of their skin and go to the other side of the room.
1: Um, Do you think it's the BDSM community that has a problem with ticklers, or do you think it's more, it sounds like it's more that ticklers are private?
2: It's a combination. It's It's a complete combination, because those of us who are... ...out there or not that we're going to go to BDSM parties and such in the first place, we're not going to have a problem with it. And we'll tell you what we're into. Um, We may be a little discreet. Um, It may take a minute to draw that out of us, but we will tell you so we can play and such. But... I've never had this problem, but many, 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 many friends of mine have told me that they've gone to BDSM events and been mocked and poo-pooed right. um, because it's a goofy fetish. It's ridiculous. It's trivial. It's loud. They still it's... don't want to play with us. Okay. Yeah. Because you can say, okay, this is so trivial and this is such a children's interest, shall we say. Let me tell you up for five minutes. Somehow they find a reason not to. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I've never had that problem. I've gotten the, the big, oh my God, you're a monster eyes from people who want nothing to do with it and are suddenly scared of me. But I've never honestly had anyone trivialize what I like and what I do. Okay. I mean, I've been lucky that way. They've never done that. They have gone to the other side of the room right. and looked, made sure they knew where I was the rest of the night. Um, but that, I haven't been mocked, no.
1: Okay. But, no, it, you... but it does happen. You said the, the Bella Bash has about 50 people that attend? Something between 35 and 50, depending okay. on the year. Either bigger or are there other events out there, big events out there for Ticklers? Oh, heck
2: yes. Um, the one I was talking about, Nest, um, uh-huh. they've gotten upwards of 150 people. Okay. It's a three-day event. Um, it's like you've been to a of the Fest or any of uh, the AIS events. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. It's like that, but a little bit smaller. Our kink is, I don't think our kink is smaller than other kinks, but we do have trouble getting people to come out, like I said. For every one of us that comes out, there's another thousand of us out there, and not just in this country, all over the world. Uh, my video business, I've had clients on every continent
1: that exists. Wow. It's already, um and this is gonna be the, the strangest question I asked today. Recently, the BDSM uh, community has been all interested in the book Fifty Shades of Grey. And it's brought BDSM, standard BDSM into into the limelight. Okay. Is there a tickler, is there any erotic tickling books that you recommend to people? Is there a similar I mean is there the marketplace of ticklers? Good lord
2: yes. Um like I was telling you guys earlier, um my friend Jim runs a company called MTJ Publishing. Mm-hmm. Um I wanna say it's MTJ Pub mtjpub.com. Okay. he's run his company since about ninety nine when a bunch of us met, and that is an online company that sells ebooks and hundreds, if not thousands, by now of tickling comics. Really good tickling comics by many, many different authors and artists and illustrators, um, and any genre you can think of: sci fi, renaissance. Doctor Who type stuff, <laughs> know, futuristic stuff, old fashioned stuff, whatever you want, romance, other things, you can find.
1: And you were saying earlier that we're not likely to see a tickling comic with a Christian Gray sort of handsome, virile male.
2: No, no, uh, no. So this is, is the part that interested
1: me, because.
2: <laughs> see, how that. bet. Um, the funny thing is, you'll find stories like that, but actual comics and things, a lot of, and, and videos. Um, I myself run a little video company, Bellarisa Entertainment. Entertainment, um, and there's a lot of us out there these days. Um, you really just need a, a, a camera, even your camera phone, or anything that makes that takes a video um, and clips for sale, and you have a company. Uh-huh, so right. a lot of us out there these days, or a handful of us back in the day, um, you will usually find either female on female, no girl girl stuff, mm-hmm. or you're gonna you find a little bit of male topping female. A lot of female-topping male. That's a big one. Hmm. And you're going to find, uh, in at least in comics and such, you're going to find alien-topping female, monster-topping female, Bigfoot-topping female, <laughs> and gorgeous women topping other gorgeous women. Right. Tentacles, but, tentacles, tentacles. Um, the Japanese tickling oh, tentacle porn yeah. is yeah, all maybe. over the place. <laughs> right. I haven't... Now, I could be wrong. I personally mm-hmm. haven't seen too much American tentacle stuff. I know okay. it's out there. Um, because the furry stuff the furry tickling stuff is out there too. I, I like that myself.
0: Bondage fairies. Um,
2: oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like any <laughs> genre you can think of, it's been mixed. Okay. So. Um but the Japanese have a whole different planet when it comes to tickling. Um there's a lot of stuff out there. Kusiguri, it's called. And there's a lot of stuff out there. Hmm, okay. So
1: Wow. Do you ever um look in the mirror, so to speak, and say, man, I wish I had a more mainline kink? Just, it'd be more easier to find people or I wouldn't have to. Um,
2: not me personally. Yeah, yeah. Me personally, no, because I've been truly lucky and the minute I started looking, I found people. Mm -hmm. Um, and those that didn't have my kink, I just converted. So it wasn't that big (laughs) of a (laughs) deal. Again, my dominant. Uh, we've been together 13 years and I met him through the spanking community, but I told him what I was into and he took to it like a fish to water. Um, it's rare for me, anyway. I just—I I don't think it's common that you'll find someone, especially a, a dominant, who won't at least try to learn what you like if they want to be sure, with you. Sure, so, And it's for him. I've asked him. You know, what do you get out of that besides just being a pest? Um, and he said <laughs> that's exactly it. It's a way to torment me without hurting me. It's a nice break from what he likes to do, and it obviously turns me on. So we have all kinds of fun. Right. So and it's, that's pretty simple. Huh. So um, now, having said that. I have to say, I've heard many, many, many people, especially guys with my, with, with tickling, the Tickling King, as I was almost at like my king, <laughs> um, who are, they can be devastated and very depressed, and they have a very hard time finding people to play with. Mm-hmm. And they, we have no trouble finding community at this point, but cute young Miss Things that had this kink and were ready to be tied up, who aren't models from Model Mayhem, um, <laughs> can be hard to come by. Um, not because they don't exist, but because they don't come out. Right. And because it's easier for them to meet some vanilla boy at some club somewhere and convert <clears> him. <throat> Quite frankly, you can get your boyfriend to tickle you if you want want to. You don't need to go specifically onto a fetish website to find a lure. Right.
0: And it doesn't so. involve any toys. All you need your.
2: I mean, you can play have in public to. and nobody Not says exactly. anything. Exactly. Right. Yeah, our kink is one of the easiest kinks to just
1: do. But I bet you there are toys. So, what are your favorite? Uh, yeah, favorite tickling toys? Or
2: besides my boyfriend, um, <laughs> I like, I used to have a hairbrush that I used in videos that everybody called Old oh, Yellow. Um, <laughs> We like baby oil, we like Vaseline, we like um, a good blow dryer as long as it's not too hot so you can warm the feet first, add a little bit of oil to it, and then go to town on someone. (laughs) Um, Toys, what else do I like besides just straight-up cuffs? So you know what I pictured the tentacle fingers that Barrett got me yes <laughs> oh yeah yeah um we have a dear friend in the scene he has a that round Elm Street kick and I wouldn't call it kick but he's very into that and he makes his own fingers he has many of them and they're all devastating he has some that have little bits little tiny bits of vibration going through them that thing will mess you up um there's a lot of different things you can use okay. I can't think of much that you can't q-tips the stereotypical feather they get on my nerves, but it because it's such a stereotype, but it does work. <laughs> and under the right circumstances, for sensual things, it does work. And uh-huh. the, the the hard end, the quill end of a feather, the hard end, can be very devastating on different places.
1: So Now, you'll have to tell me if this is a dumb question or too there's weird. No
2: dumb questions.
1: i wait till you hear this one. <laughs> one of my problems with being tickled to the point of lack of control was the losing the... Uh, I, would I pee myself? Let's just get down, <laughs> down to it. I would pee myself. Yeah. Is that something that you include in your negotiations? I'm going to say for it before I pee myself or... Or is that part of the scene or...
2: <laughs> no, that depends on who you are. Okay. Um, I would say most of us don't go for that. Okay. Um, but, a, but a good deal do. Um, okay. there's, there's specific videos for that um, That you can get uh, Where girls you know, are tickled until pee And guys too um, Is that negotiated? Probably It depends That's one that One of you has to be interested in that in the first place For it to come up um, And <laughs> it just doesn't happen to her I wouldn't say it's a big thing okay. with us Believe it or not So okay. I can't imagine coming up in negotiation terribly often Um they make, a, a good lure will make sure
0: you use the bathroom first. That's what I'm thinking. If I ever give it a try, I'm going to the bathroom to first. The bathroom we'll try first. one thing
2: at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Those of us who've had babies go twice. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so.
1: Well, one more question for you if you don't mind. Sure. You said you uh, were in the, involved in the largest tickling forum in the world or Ticklingforum.com.
2: It's, it's actually called the Tickling Media Forum.
1: Okay, that's pretty straightforward. So what would you recommend if we have oh, listeners yeah. that are saying, oh, boy, this is turning me on. I want to get involved in this community. <laughs> what Would would they, would they go to this forum or just um, get on Craigslist? and? St- don't get no. on Craigslist. i <laughs> love of God. Ha, ha, ha. Don't. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> no, go on
2: Craigslist and sell your old boat. Don't get on Craigslist and find somebody. Um. I would say if you're looking to immerse yourself in the community and find out what we're all about and find people like yourself and things like that, definitely go to ticklingforum.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Tickling Media Forum, but the website is ticklingforum.com. Um, and just introduce yourself and say you heard this podcast. <laughs> um, things like that. Um, also, there's a lot of us on. There's a lot of us on that life. To my knowledge, there's even a group on Facebook. I haven't looked for it, but. I also find that a lot of my friends, I've had friends in the tickling community that I I love like family. And we're all friends on Facebook, too. Hmm. our Vanilla Names. Um, We don't talk about such things there, but we're all friends. Um, We get more into our actual kink off that life. We talk about things. We have different groups. Um, Hmm. If you're looking to actually meet people, there's tons of parties, big parties and small parties all over the country, different times of the year. There is one in Albany from Super Bowl, Super Bowl gathering in Albany. Mm-hmm. There is a nest that happens uh, the first weekend in May every year. My party, Bella Bash, is the second weekend of November every year. Um, there's a party in Michigan. I'm not sure when in September. Hmm. And there's small gatherings all over the country. Okay. And like I said, the West Coast—I'm not sure what they're doing these days, but I know they're doing stuff, so you can find that
1: too. <laughs> I've actually got one more question, if you don't mind. Ask away. Um, do you have much of a? In the BDSM world, we have a crossover of, of power exchange, DS and MS couples. Is there much in the tickling world of power exchange people as well, or?
2: I would say yes, just as much as any other kink. Um, <laughs> you're going to find spankers who just enjoy spanking, and you're going to find spankers where you have a. Uh, dominant is submissive and she's collared. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been collared to my dominance since 1999. Um, we met in the spanking world. There's some people who don't like the whole power exchange. she's collared kind of a thing. They feel like it's too bdsm shall we say. Mm-hmm. They just like their kink. Right. And then there are people who love what we do and they incorporate that with DS. So... I'd say it's pretty much like any other kid. You're going to have people who just like to play and there's people who enjoy the lifestyle as well. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yay. Yay. Yeah. Well, Bella, Bella Risa, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Oh, sure. We have finally found a tickler to talk about tickling and say the word tickling. Tickling. And actually, tickle. Yeah, I'm going to like a you How long you tickle, 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 for tickle. Someone?
2: You've known me for years.
1: You have not been so visible lately, young lady. That's
2: true. Not around. to us anyway. <laughs> That's true I've been wrong. I'll give you that That's
1: true When I turn off the recorder We're going to find out What you've been up to so, right. thank you
2: very much Alright then Hey Dawn but, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny
0: hey. Oh this is why I will gladly be your stalker And then she has giggles If it wasn't for your podcast I would not have had the courage To branch out And put myself out there I had read and researched for years, learning and soaking up knowledge, not fiction, although some were fun to read, watching videos and learning techniques of different things that I could do on my own to myself or friends that let me play with them. And then your podcast broadened my thoughts, taught me more, and helped me see it's okay to be me and to explore this world, to have the courage to do so. I don't know you two personally and don't know if I ever will, but if I could hug you both, I would. Because I joined FetLife, as was your suggestion, on the podcast for people wanting to learn or explore, and that allowed me to be in the right place at the right time. I received a message one day when I was close to giving up because of my fear, and after discovering many Dom sir Lordy Pants guys, love it. <laughs> and self-proclaimed Doms and Masters on there, the message said, Hi there, new friend. And that's how it started with my master. Now here I am feeling more at peace and more happy than I have ever been. Wow.
1: Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Find out more at sexuality.org. Want to have your product,
0: event, charity, or service as the first thing listeners hear about on our podcast? Make a $10 donation to the podcast for a 10-second front bump on our show that reaches listeners from around
1: the world. What a bargain! And for our England listeners, what a bargain! That's <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> my English accent there.
0: Contact us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com.
1: Erotic Awakening is also sponsored by Manor Gear. Manor Gear is owned by a lifestyle couple with over 20 years experience. Slave tested and master approved. Find out more at manorgear.com Did you
0: know you can buy the newly, new, highly acclaimed No, it's (laughs) not new new anymore. It's a year old. Uh, The highly acclaimed books Living a Mess and Sex Stories and Power Exchange by Dan and Dawn directly from their website. Both books can be found at www.eroticawakening.com any dollar and 20 cents made from anything sold on the site goes directly back into the continuing educational mission of Erotic Awakening.
1: Bye, <laughs> <laughs>